Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The latest developments on the biggest stories, plus analysis of what they mean to you. Stay informed with Vicki McKenna on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good afternoon. Welcome to the program. I'm Vicki McKenna, News Talk 1130 WISN. Just uh, tidying up, making sure I haven't tweeted out anything that, um, you know, that somebody is going to use to try to, I don't know, accuse me of wanting to murder someone. I don't think so. Good. All right. Um, we'll talk about Kathy Griffin, even though up until yesterday, um, the number of people who cared about what Kathy Griffin did said um, or anything of the kind was vanishingly small. But um, she has become a big, big topic of discussion today. CNN has canceled her contract for the New Year's Eve show that she has been doing with Anderson Cooper. Um, let's see. Squatty Potty was a product called Squatty Potty has canceled their endorsement campaign with Kathy Griffin. It looks like a uh, a booking she had, I think, on a riverboat casino has been canceled. Uh, and she has been roundly um, she's been roundly denounced for her picture of Herself holding the severed, the, the faux severed Trump head, which isn't actually a head. It was a mask that was covered in fake movie blood. Um, so we'll talk about Kathy Griffin, even though, as I said, up until yesterday, um, geez, I hadn't thought of her name. And, well, since the last time I surfed past the CNN New Year's Eve show and her name was on my cable TV guide. Uh, but anyway, we'll talk about that coming up on the program. Also, the Black Panthers, the original Black Panthers. I guess there's two different Black Panther groups in Milwaukee, the new Black Panthers and the original Black Panthers. It, look like, it looks like they both um, have a problem with abiding by the law. As a grocery store owner found out uh, when he chose to stop paying the protectionist racket money at least that's what he's alleging, to the original Black Panthers group in Milwaukee. We'll also talk with Glenn Grothman on the program about the abysmal state of affairs in American politics. All right. Start out with Kathy Griffin here. And feel free to chime in. I'm, I, I, it is likely that I have an opinion about this that, for the most part, probably in the majority, but for portions of this, I may be in the minority, on what I, my thoughts on Kathy Griffin are. Um, but feel free to chime in at 799-1130 or 800-838-9476 if you'd like to weigh in on this. Um, because as of tomorrow, my suspicion is we probably aren't going to be uttering the name Kathy Griffin very often uh, in the future. Okay. So she, everyone's seen the picture by now. Um, you've been living under a rock if you haven't seen the picture. 
it is i i mean it's it's inexplicable in some ways because you have to try to put yourself in the head of somebody who thought doing that made any sense in any context um the idea of appropriating ISIS imagery, ISIS propaganda imagery to make a political statement that you dislike the president of the United States. That that sort of crosses most rational people's boundaries of what makes sense. And that includes, I think, hopefully most liberals. So. That's what she did. I mean, she's appropriating ISIS imagery, thinking somehow that is an effective way to satirize the president of the United States. Um, It was disgusting. Even if she had just done it without the blood, she probably wouldn't be receiving the backlash she received over the past 48 hours. But she she went there. She she. She jumped in neck deep on this thing. Um, Any company that would have had her as a spokesperson, I think, probably made an understandable choice to end its relationship with her. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, CNN probably could not. They probably were meeting in a boardroom wondering if there was any way whatsoever they could salvage her continued appearance with Anderson Cooper, since they're both personal friends and they seem to like doing the show together, uh, but probably at the end of the day could not find a way not to completely take on water for seemingly endorsing the idea that the appropriation of the Islamic State's propaganda techniques made any sense whatsoever for a sitting president um, or was even funny. So I think it makes sense that she is seeing companies rethink their relationship with her. Um, and I, and I don't think she's funny. She's not funny. I mean, everybody can take a joke. Well, I don't know if everybody can take a joke, but if it's funny, if George Carlin once said that a comedian's job is to, is to find the line and then to deliberately cross the line. And I think that's a pretty accurate description of modern comedians. And that's fine. You find that line. And you, you just cross over it. But if you're going to cross over the line from good taste to bad taste, from, from funny to vulgar, from effective messaging and satire to despicable, vile nonsense, be funny. And she wasn't funny. So she violated the very first rule of her own profession, She wasn't funny. She found the line. By the way, the line keeps getting drawn for the left wing. They keep drawing that line further and further. They have existed so much as acceptable behavior, shutting down speech at college campuses, running a white professor, attempting to run a white professor out of his job at Evergreen uh, College in Oregon, uh, attacking Ben Shapiro at the University of Wisconsin, forced indoctrination of students in the form of mandatory cultural competency and diversity training, they have accepted so much that they have to draw the line 
ever further. So Kathy Griffin, there she is. She's like, she's a left winger. I mean, so much has become accept- abortion jokes have become acceptable to these guys. Rape jokes. Sarah Bernhardt once fantasized on stage about a bunch of black men gang raping Sarah Palin and got huge laughs for that. Sarah Silverman once went on stage and cracked jokes about late term abortion and liberals laughed at that. So I guess maybe in a little bit in defense of Kathy Griffin, she thought, well, there is no line that I can't cross and found out otherwise. Here's where I think I'm going to depart from people. And that is what she did was absolutely defensible political speech in America. It was. No one's trying to defend it, including her. But you but it it is a form political effigy, it's what it was, is a well honed, historically founded form of political protest. She just doesn't seem to want to have to try to make the case about free speech to a nation that doesn't give a crap about it anymore. We'll be right back. I'll say this. What I, what, on the Kathy Griffin thing, what disturbed me as much as, not more than, but as much as the imagery that was evoked uh, by the severed head, it was entirely out of, there was no context to her decision to do that, um, is people were saying she should go to jail for doing that. You know, if you actually are sitting around today thinking, I'm going to sign that ridiculous change.org petition that says, go arrest Kathy Griffin. You need to go before you do that and download a copy of your pocket constitution because she, she didn't do anything illegal. What she did was unwise, but it's that ugly speech that we talk about that needs protecting. It's, you don't just protect speech that makes you feel okay or doesn't cross a certain line that you have personally drawn because your line may be different, obviously, than somebody else's like hers. So, you know, check the Constitution before you, um, you say things like, she should go to jail. She shouldn't go to jail. She didn't make a, a threat to anyone in fact, the case on point, by the way, from 1969, uh, in the case that will be cited if, in fact, anybody tries to prosecute Kathy Griffin, uh, the guy did make a threat to Lyndon Johnson. Actually did make a threat. But it was considered hyperbole and not a real threat. So before you guys kind of get off the rails on that, let's sort of stay in the realm where this makes sense. She, um, What she did was... was bafflingly awful, but it is legal. Uh, Tom, welcome to the program. Yes, I'm perplexed as to the far-left media uh, saying it's wrong of her to do this because I think they actually think it's okay. They're only doing that for the purpose of protecting the -the middle-of-the-road Democrat voters that they know don't like it. The far-left is super violent. They trash the entire area whenever they uh, gather a group they torch things, they beat up people, they taunt people, they, they're vulgar. And the far right is the Tea Party people. They are hardworking people, they work, they clean up after themselves, they don't engage in vulgarity and fires. And the far left people are just 
the nastiest, meanest people. If they could, they would well, put all of us in a concentration camp. I think that's not too far off off reality. Maybe a little bit hyperbole, a little bit of hyperbole there, but not too far off reality. There was a the, the young man at the University of Wisconsin who confronted me as I was leaving the Ben Shapiro speech. My entire violation was was walk was attempting to walk to my car. Uh, told me that my presence, my presence at the University of Wisconsin was violence. My presence was violence. The the redefinition of violence by the left into simply being, you know, disagreeing with their demands for you can be met with greater actual violence. That's the that's the sort of the the thought process of the hard left. So you're 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 not too far off. I don't I don't think most mainstream media actively embrace the idea that we should be able to shut down speech we hate with violence. But I think they're far more comfortable with political violence than they're letting on. And I think, for the most part, Kathy Griffin would have defenders in all of the mainstream press today had she not drenched the mask in fake blood. I think had she done anything else but drench it in fake blood, then she probably would have been okay. They, they would have said, oh, you, you, what are you, snowflakes? You conservatives are a bunch of snowflakes. You can't handle it. Um, and that's uh, so I think you're you're probably close to right on that. I think the, the reason the, why she's getting the pile on is because the imagery was so graphic and deliberately gory. The, the far left, though, has little Mao Zedong meetings where they coach them in little classrooms on how to get how to rile us up and to how to piss us off. And they they relish um, doing things like this. So I don't think this is just a big deal to most of them. It's only to the middle of the road Democrat voter. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. And by the way, for the you know the, the pre-planning of the Ferguson uprisings was you're exactly right. They sat down a whole bunch of people and taught them how to get a rise out of other people and create a ruckus. Um, and, thank you for the call. Think- Go ahead. He's gone. Um, I want to get to a couple of calls, a couple additional calls. I think that's true, and I, I also. I also think, I mean, honestly, with any context, listen, George Lopez, another comedian, put out a cartoon version of El Chapo beheading Donald Trump on Twitter. And there was no backlash whatsoever. So I I do think it had to do with the the graphic, gory nature of the imagery. I don't think the left is that bothered by appropriating ISIS propaganda to criticize the president. I think they're okay with that. They're just not okay with anybody um, embarrassing them. I think that was I think that was my my guy Tom's point there. They're just they're, they've been embarrassed. She embarrassed them. The attacks at Berkeley embarrassed the left, and so a, a whole bunch of people on the left said, "Oh no, I'm for free speech. I'm for no, you're not." The only difference between support and denunciation of what is happening is how far the left will go to achieve their political aim. In the case of Berkeley, when they started to trash businesses around the campus, that's when the liberals, oh, now that's just too much. Yeah, shouting down speakers is totally fine. Choking off free speech for everybody else except you, that's fine. Not allowing people to speak, that, that's fine. Running people out of their jobs like they did with that little rodeo clown guy who wore an Obama mask. That's totally okay. Oh, wait, you just trashed a guy's business. He was one of ours. Um, that's when they draw the line. Kathy Griffin would have been okay. Had she had she not gone quite as far over the line as she did again, a line that the left has to keep drawing 
ever further away from common decency. Jeff, welcome to the program. Hi, Vicki. Thanks for taking Hi, my call. Sure. Um, as, as abhorrent as what she did may have been, she's got every right and, in her mind, cause and reason to do it. And it, people, there, there's, there's a great documentary on Amazon called Can We Take a Joke? Take a Joke. It's wonderful. And it's I don't wonderful. Know if you've seen that or not? You've seen it? Oh, I've seen it twice. I've sat through it yeah, twice I mean, because I wanted a friend it, to see it. It's wonderful. Sums up, that sums up this entirety, whether it's from the left or from the right. People need to the, – the, the offended class rises up at a moment's notice, and usually it's the left that's offended by something, and then it costs people a career or a job or their business or whatever. In this case, the right can rise up and, and, and take all this umbrage at it, and at the end of the day – it's a free speech thing, and we have to. At the end, at, at the end of the day, the you want to, yeah. And at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you haven't participated in a demand for the heckler's veto, because right. the, the, the the there's an old saying that says the best antidote to bad speech is more speech. Not shutting down somebody's bad speech, but countering it. Um, and I'm glad you brought up that that documentary called "Can We Take a Joke?" It's marvelous. It was produced by folks at the Reason Foundation in conjunction with a great civil liberties group on campus called Foundation for Individual Rights in Education. It features people like Adam Carolla, yep. Gilbert Gottfried, Lisa Lampanelli, and it tells the story of how the the very the principle itself of free speech is being is being untaught to people in America, particularly on college campuses. But um, but but they use the example of the Westboro Baptist Church and the Westboro Baptist Church has the constitutional right to go line up in front of military funerals with their, you know, God hates with the pejorative for homosexual. You know, they've got all this these horrible signs. I saw them, by the way, in Cleveland. They were there at Cleveland protesting Trump as well. And. The Supreme Court said we're not we can't kick them off public land. We can't tell them they can't hold up their vulgar, vile, despicable signs. We can't do that. So what was the antidote for the Westboro Baptist Church? Not throwing them off public land, but it was a whole bunch of of patriots on Harley Davidson's who grabbed their American flags and they every time there was a military funeral, they would line up alongside the Westboro Baptist Church creeps. They'd rev their motorcycles every single time one of them was going to shout something vile to uh, to a family member of a dead military veteran. And and that was the counter. And that's how we do it in America. You don't just simply say, you can't say that. We say, you can say that, but we don't have to agree with you. And if we feel strongly enough, we can speak against you in that regard. There you go. Exactly. This, this, this does smack a little bit of of censorship if, in fact, she can't get another job. Not that I give a damn about her livelihood, um, but that's what they did to the president of Mozilla, simply for writing a check to a pro-family, pro-marriage organization in California. And, um, and, that and, is and, what and, they... and by extension, that's kind of what's happening to Colin Kaepernick with the San Francisco the quarterback. He's not found a job in the NFL yet. Some would say maybe he's a bad quarterback, but a lot of it. Most, most are saying that that if he were a better quarterback, he'd be finding a job in the NFL just fine. Um, because yeah. let's face it, the NFL tolerates an awful lot of bad behavior, well, um, including, by the way, including among its own executives. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Um, you want to, you know, there's there's going to be a tension there all the time when somebody does something egregiously horrid. You don't um, you want to resist the temptation to call for, you know, not just the pound of flesh, but the twitching body uh, dying at your feet. Um, Another great example of of the idea of of awful, evil, 
despicable bad speech that was protected, but protected in a way that permitted and encouraged people to speak against it, was the Nazi march on Skokie. This was back in 79 or 80. Skokie is a city in Illinois that has a large population of of, uh, Holocaust survivors. And here comes this little group. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Above, you know, Hitler youth looking Nazis who want to hold a public march down the main street in that city. And folks were saying they shouldn't be allowed to do this. It's too painful for the Holocaust survivors. The Supreme Court said, no, you know what? It's, it's painful and emotionally awful as it is. This is something that not only has to be tolerated in the United States, but has to be protected. So what was the response to them doing that? The response was pretty much the entire city and then more turned out to protest the protesters who were marching down their main street. And so so thoroughly marginalized their message that even people who might have been somewhat amenable to listening to the Nazis, to believing their belief system, were dissuaded from that because of the of of the visceral reaction by the community. And so. And I just got to the left will, you know, this is only an argument that will ever still work on people who still love liberty, who still love the Constitution, tends to be people who would call themselves libertarian or conservatives. That, that's the only group of people. The argument for the pure appreciation of free speech is only one that can be made by and large to people who who still kind of understand the importance because they have been the recipients of most of the most of the hell raining down from the speech police but i'll tell you what if people on our side start saying things like she should go to jail because they tried to put so and so in jail or she should be fired because they tried to fire this guy then all we're going to do is eventually institutionalize a value in America that if you say something, then you offend enough people. There should be substantial punishment, financial and legal punishment for you. And that plays right into the hands of the left. Um, quickly, I'm going to get to a couple of more calls here when I come back. So stick around. 799-1130. I, look, I tell, I'm telling you, I, I know I'm going to get email from some people who think I'm defending Kathy Griffin's content. I'm not. I thought what she did was I, I, inexplicably vile, entirely lacking in context, and completely in the realm of typical liberal in America. But I don't want to see—I don't want to see us get to the point where we just become a slightly, slightly less noxious version of them. Be right back. You know, Dave and I were just chatting during the commercial break. Kathy Griffin probably, at the end, finds a way to benefit from the attention she gets here. Because, I mean, really, as I said at the beginning of the show, um, who, if you would have had to have coughed up the name of the vulgar, lewd, red-headed, middle-aged comedian, would you have been able to immediately come up with the name Kathy Griffin? Probably not. 
So in some respects, this is something that, um, you know, is it, it probably startled her because she's used to ha- having there be no line she can't cross. Um, but at the same time, I don't think anybody's out there worrying that she's not going to be able to make rent. Um, Joe, welcome to the program. I think he's been waiting the longest. Joe. Good afternoon. Howdy. Yeah. Um, well, I've got a couple of points. One, the... You hear a lot of people preaching tolerance, and you see a lot of people um, with their signs about inclusion. And to me, the uh, you really want to check for hypocrisy. All you have to do is make a statement that they disagree with. Oh, absolutely. You know what? Speaking of hypocrisy, it is not a it's not a concept that it can be that can be processed and appreciated by anybody on the left. You, you, you can all day long, you can cite chapter and verse on hypocrisy and they don't even know how to under. There's no such thing as hypocrisy for them. By any means necessary is their is their, you know, sort of general operating assumption. And so hypocrisy doesn't fit into that. Ethics don't fit into that. Well, first of all, what exactly does it mean to tolerate? Well, the left to the left it means yeah. you do and say and think what they want you to do and say and think. Exactly. That's what tolerance means. Yeah. Coexistence yeah. means you agree with me and then we can all live in peace and harmony and I'd like to buy the world a, you know, pick your soda of choice. Yeah, but that's I mean, exactly what they to, mean. Yeah. To tolerate actually means not to interfere with something that you don't necessarily agree with. Yeah, interference is, but interference is, that's, you know, that that word can can be stretched to mean a lot of things. You can disagree with things, and you can express yourself in your disagreement. You can organize um, around your disagreement. You can attempt to change the conditions in the society around you based on your disagreement. So I guess somebody would define that, could define that as interference. But yeah, for the left, that is, that's not the limits of interference. To, To them, they believe that they should be able to shut down speech they don't like. They should be able to jail people for beliefs they don't like. Look at the attorneys general, the 17 attorneys general, who are investigating companies like Exxon or, you know, libertarian think tanks like Competitive Enterprise Institute because they don't march to the chapter and verse and hymnal of the global warming alarmists. Look at what they're, they're, they're poised to do. I mean, they're losing their minds on Trump potentially pulling out of the Paris Accord because the, he doesn't agree with them that we should sacrifice trillions and trillions of dollars in U.S. economic output for the symbolic gesture of fighting climate change. So, yeah, I mean, the left is in, a, is, it's in quite a pickle. We're, we're, on, we're on the better side of um, of ethics and free speech here, but but people are getting a little bit uncomfortably close, I think, to let's throw her in jail. Thank you for the call. Yeah. I appreciate it. I don't think many, but I think some. Real quickly, let's squeeze in Anthony, and then I'm going to have to take a break here. Anthony. Hey, Vicky, love you, love your show. Thank you. Um, what I'd like to say is um, I disagree with you that she did not do anything that was not criminal. First of all, what she did was comparable to crying wolf or... Um, fire in a crowded theater. What what I consider that is is what I think what a should in court consider is as I don't think so. Exciting An- Anthony because murder. she the idea of cr- shouting fire in a crowded theater is about creating a panic and creating a panic that could put people at risk. 
she didn't create a panic. She just made everybody's stomachs churn. You know what I mean? She just she just made people say, ugh. I don't think right. she created a panic. Right, but she still, well, it was on a, on a level of what she did was inciting murder or violence. Yeah, it doesn't write, but but we have. Uh, I would say we have case, we have case, and in, in all, all we have cases. You know, going back a hundred years on this, that it wasn't. It's not. You know, political disagreement, particularly political effigy, um, isn't considered incitement. It's if, if Kathy Griffin had held up the head, and wow. in in Syria, uh, or 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 you know, sent a video to Syria that said. Come over to the United States and behead the president of the United States. Then, you know, you're talking about something possibly actionable, but, you know, not realizing that, you know, there are just some things that won't be tolerated by America in terms of, you know, your belief system or your art or your comedy or whatever you want to define it as, your your politics, Um that, I think she just missed that, Anthony. I appreciate the call. I think she just, I mean, liberals live in their own bubbles. They only associate with people they agree with. They only experience life from their own perspective. They only want to look at the world through their own prism. They don't want to, they can't still to this day fathom that America voted for Donald Trump and he is president of the United States. They can't believe that somehow they weren't able to at least cheat their way to victory. It's, it's, it's completely confounding to them that this happened when obviously, I mean, everybody around them agrees with everything they say. How did it happen in the United States? That's what I think, that's the world I think she lives in. So, you know, everybody else thought a, a beheading joke of Donald Trump was funny. How come America didn't think it was funny? Be right back. say your name to the person who uh, who's messaging me right now <laughs> but uh, I think a good analysis of of the left in America um, I like to think of liberals as intellectually incestuous they only seem to Congress with one another it's true and and unfortunately that's now um, going I, I think that's expected to be the foreseeable reality we don't cross paths with conservatives if we're liberals or cross paths with liberals if we're conservatives. And all that does is um, it, it fractures the civil contract that we've got. It, it makes people who should know better disinclined to defend the principles of the republic that they know um, are the reasons why we, we've been able to have such abundance and prosperity and freedom. The, I mean, throwing someone in jail. It's not something you do because you disagree with their speech. It's just not something you do. Um, right now, the California Attorney General is trying to throw two pro-life filmmakers in jail. In jail. For exposing the despicable real crimes committed by Planned Parenthood affiliates. California has got two pro-life filmmakers charged with 14 felonies for filming in public places Planned Parenthood executives admitting 
to manipulating abortion procedures so that they can harvest baby parts and sell them, admitting that they do it for profit, all of these things, admitting they perform partial birth abortions, all these things against federal law and many state laws. But that's the left's reaction to the speech, because it is, in the end of the day, it's going to be a First Amendment question that was expressed by those pro-life filmmakers. Throw them in jail. We don't like their speech. 17 attorneys general right now are going after, as I said before, ExxonMobil and a couple of other um, hydrocarbon companies, energy companies, and groups like the Competitive Enterprise Institute, a libertarian, economic libertarian think tank, because they challenge the prevailing wisdom on global warming. They're, they're trying to find a way to put them in jail. Hillary Clinton on the campaign trail campaigned to amend the First Amendment to eliminate protections for political speech. And I would be remiss if I didn't remind people that on the campaign trail, Donald Trump talked about changing libel laws to make it easier to throw reporters in jail. Now, all this says is that as a nation, we have found a way to unlearn some pretty key principles We all, people like me for years, thought everybody already just institutionalized or or internalized and knew. I used to to walk around thinking, you know, in this sort of Pollyannic fugue, oh my gosh, well, everybody, everybody supports free speech. No, they don't. Everybody doesn't support free speech. You, a, a week and a half ago, at a public hearing on a campus free speech bill, a mild, mild piece of legislation that would have had the University of Wisconsin system create some basic structures to protect academic freedom for students and staff and faculty on campus. University students staff and faculty turned out to testify against free speech. They're test, I mean, they, they, they went on record to testify against free speech. On the pages of the Washington Post editorial page, or, or editorial board, there were um, calls for the rejection of the concept of free speech because free speech can be used to justify hate speech. Well, free speech, hate speech, love speech, speech is speech in America. But they were saying, well, that just that that means that people can can make arguments in favor of Donald Trump or against global warming or whatever they disagree with. Well, yeah, they can. Of course they can. So we found a way. And and I think on the right, again, because for two generations, no one's learned no one's been expected to appreciate. How do you appreciate free speech? You've got to be confronted with speech you hate to appreciate the necessity for the universal value of, of, of the appreciation of free speech. You, you, have to, you have to experience speech you hate and you have to be attacked for speech you love. And since most people will never experience that, you have to be presented examples. We don't do that in school. We don't do that for young people. We teach them you can't say that. We we are now allowing municipalities to create laws that say in New York City, for instance, if you use a pronoun that somebody doesn't like, 
Let's just say you've got a a multi-gendered person who doesn't like that you called him sir. You can actually be fined. Fined. Again, in California, if you're a pro-life crisis pregnancy center, you are forced to advertise abortion services on your website. So there's the denial of free speech, and then there's the compulsion against speech. This is going on in America all over the place as we speak today. Evergreen College, a liberal arts public college in Portland, Oregon, the president of that college just announced a professor for failure to abide by a demand he leave campus because he's white. And that day, black students wanted all white people gone from campus. And he said, that's that's absurd. That's that's I mean, that's the antithesis of what freedom is supposed to be. We don't judge people and allow them to exist in space A or space B based on their skin color. My God, that's turning the civil rights movement upside down. The president of his campus, a public university. Has denounced the professor. And is in the, in the mayor of Portland has called for a police response to cancel a ra- a pro-Trump rally in Portland, Oregon that is that was planned before but now would also serve simultaneously to function as a as a defense of this professor at Evergreen. We so on the right what's going on is you see your speech being attacked, your beliefs being attacked. And, and, and we've get, again, two generations where we do not, we do not simply demand that people understand the value. This is true tolerance, by the way. Free speech is about true tolerance and true coexistence with people you disagree with in this country. But you don't see that and you're not exposed to any kind of logical framework in defense of the First Amendment. And beyond the First Amendment, the concept of free speech. Is it any wonder that if you have been attacked, 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 you're attacked by your white because you have white privilege, you're attacked because you're toxic mass, you're toxically masculine, you're attacked because you're heteronormative, you're attacked because you're a conservative, you're attacked as a science denier because you don't believe junk science and the religion of global warming, you're attacked, 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 you're afraid to speak up and challenge your kids' teachers in K-12 public school because you're afraid your kid is going to be attacked. It happened to my friend's daughter at Union Grove High School when she dared her, her she dared speak out on behalf of her kid you're you're constantly self-censoring you don't know if you should have a conversation with your neighbor you don't know if you should put that campaign sticker on the back of your car so you're thinking to yourself well screw them who cares about Kathy Griffin who cares if somebody wants to put her in jail why not why not Because we're never going to throw enough liberals in jail. (laughs) It's never going to happen. And even if we could, all we have done is given the government the power to censor us by throwing us in jail for it. That's, that's insane. That's why what's happening in California right now is insane. Trying to throw pro-life filmmakers in jail is insane. Trying to throw executives from ExxonMobil in jail because of global warming is insane. This is insane. And it's America. And it's not going away. 
And I don't see anything on the horizon to see that public education is going to change and suddenly next year all these little five-year-old kindergarten students are going to walk into their classrooms and their little kindergarten teachers are going to teach them all about the importance of free speech. Or university campuses setting up endowed chairs of free speech. I'm not that delusional. I stopped doing drugs a long, long, long time ago in college. Anyway, everybody have a great day. See you tomorrow. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.